0: Thank God for Coffee, episode 11. I hope everybody's doing great. We have some amazing news. I know. I mean, amazing news in the sense that you might say, well, I mean, it's episode 11. What what does Pastor Ham have to say about now? But let me tell you, this is big. This is big in my household. This is big for me and my son. I can't stop talking about it with my wife. Um, And we will give all the honor and the glory to the Lord, Honestly. All the honor and glory to the Lord. What is it? Here we go. Drum roll, please. Here it goes. Ah, yes. As of today, two weeks after being published, Thank God for Coffee podcast hits a thousand downloads. Yes. Woohoo. So if you've joined us with that thousand, that first thousand, you know what? Hey, pat yourself on the back. You know, it's all because of you. Um, honestly, you know, it's just, it's a drop in the bucket. But still, it's like it's a big deal. And you got to understand, it's been just over two weeks. The podcast has just been published for just over two weeks. And we received our thousand, our number thousand download today. We are so excited. We we love, well, actually it wasn't today. What was it, Yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. It was yesterday. But, um, you know, we're humbled. I would If you would have told me, if you honestly would have told me, hey, Jaime, listen, you're going to start this thing, and uh, in two weeks you'll hit, you know, it's, it's going to hit a 1,000 downloads. I would have told you, eh, no, nah, you know, because the, the whole thing about this was that we wanted it to make it to where um, people could come and learn about the Word of God, you know. And, and one of the biggest things is life application like how does the word of god um apply to what um what i'm living every single day. So thank you so much. Please, I can't stress this enough. Go to Facebook Thank God for Coffee Podcasts and give us a like and follow. If you're on Instagram, go to Instagram Thank God for Coffee Podcasts, give us a follow. Share a lot of the stuff that we have on there, you know, we, we really want to just grow this for the honor and the glory of the Lord the best that we can. And I know, I know that you might say, man, he's always drilling us about this. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you the truth. Um, We're exalting, we're exalting God, amen. We're exalting the Lord, but you also have to remember that at the same time, it's like we are taking the the name the name of Jesus amen and we're putting it out there to where it's accessible for anybody anybody and everybody to listen amen all righty big big show today you might say why well we start John chapter 3 which is big <laughs> woo John chapter 3 and then we're going to get into the most famous Bible scripture in all of the Bible, and that's going to be in episode 12. This is going to be a two-part series. There's so much stuff in John chapter 3 that I don't want to miss any of it, and I want everybody to be on the same page. It's very important, super, super, super important, and super great, great episode today. All right, let's get into it. Let's do what we do best. Well, not what we do. Well, maybe what we do best. Well, I don't know. Let's do what we do. Here we go. Interesting coffee fact of the day. And it is a good one. All right, here we go. It is, and it says like this. Uh, according to Guinness World Record, what is the largest cup of coffee ever filled? What is the largest cup of coffee ever filled? filled and the answer is a nine foot tall three hundred no three thousand four hundred and eighty seven gallon <laughs> cup of coffee according to the guinness world book of records and this was taken place in the year 2012 wow three thousand four hundred eighty seven gallons Speak into it, son. I can't hear you. Let's beat it. Wow. Let's beat ten it. Ten feet. Woo. Ten feet. ay ay, yay. That would be an undertaking right there. Amen. 50th episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a thousand, A thousandth episode. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. So let's get into our scripture. Um, we're going to be reading from John chapter 3. And we're going to be going, um, let's see here. We're going to go to from verse 1 to verse 8. John chapter 3, verse 1 to verse 8. So in, in ministry, I have been blessed to be able to go over a big portion of this chapter. And I know a lot of the chapter um, in the sense that it has something so important that we're going to be touching, touching on In episode 11 and episode 12. So you don't want to miss this. This is going to be a two-part series. We're going to title it Nicodemus Part 1 and Nicodemus Part 2. So here we go. Uh, Verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him verse 3 Jesus answered and said to him most assuredly I say to you unless one is born again he cannot see the kingdom of God Nicodemus verse 4 said to him how can a man be born when he is old how can he enter into a second time into his mother's womb and be born Verse 5, Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Verse 6, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, You must be born again. Verse 8, The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes so is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Praise the Lord Jesus. This is such a good, good, good portion of Scripture. I, as you all know, as everyone knows, I am an assistant pastor at Family Worship Center. I'm in charge of the Spanish ministry at Family Worship Center. have been there my whole Christian walk. And it is also one of my duties to meet with people and give them baptismal studies, so that's how I know the scripture the way that I do let's let's go into the breakdown. here it goes Nicodemus was a Pharisee you've you've known from uh, episodes past that Pharisee means that they were a part of the sect which were basically the the holy of holies for the Jewish people amen they were the people that were able to say what was going to fly and what wasn't going to fly in regards to uh, Judaism and what was taking place. They were regarded as teachers of the law. And Nicodemus is one of these that even, I mean, he's called ruler of the Jews. So you have to understand this man is a man of position. He's a man of authority. He's a man of influence, amen? It always gets my attention that in verse two, you'll read there, that this man came to Jesus by night. And I love that. I love that the Bible says that, and I'll tell you why. Many of us, we are closet Christians. Many of us, we, we come to Jesus by night. And what do I mean by that? I mean that when things are rough, we pray to Jesus. When things are tough, when, when, when life has us down, that's when we come to Jesus. Amen? But you have to understand something. Like, Nicodemus comes to Jesus because he doesn't want anyone to know that he's seeking to speak to him amen so he doesn't want to be criticized from the pharisee friends he doesn't want people around town to know that this this person is going to go speak to the talk of the town jesus christ because you have to understand this in a sense is two different systems sitting down having a conversation and you might say well what do you mean by that pastor oh we're going to get into it Look at this. Look at verse two. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. So Nicodemus knows that Jesus is doing miracles. He's hearing people talk about, you know, he's healing people and he knows that he's the talk of the town, Jesus Christ. And he understands because he is a man that knows the scriptures that only God can work these miracles and only God can do this. Amen. So he says, I know that you come from God because I know what you are doing. And I love what Jesus tells him. Jesus knows his heart. Jesus knows exactly why he's there. And I love what Jesus answers. Jesus answers and says to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, you might be saying today, well, what is he talking about, Pastor Hyman? What does he mean, born again? And you've heard it cliche. I mean, we've heard it in movies. You hear it all the time. You must be born again or being reborn. Or it's, He is talking about baptism. And he's talking about baptism by water. Look at verse 4. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? So Nicodemus is a little thrown off by by what Jesus is telling him. He's like, wait, what are you you saying? I'm an older man. I can't go back into my mother's womb to be born again. What do you mean by this? Jesus' response, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born... Of water, there it is, and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And see, this is this is uh just heavy stuff that we're looking at right now. Because many people say, Well, you know what, I, I've lived my life and, and I've been a good person and I know what it is that I'm doing. You know, I I know that God loves me and I know all of this stuff. But the reality of it is, is that Jesus here, his words, he's given the plan of salvation. Amen. The kingdom of God is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. But see, many times people miss that second part of that scripture where it's not just water, but the spirit. And I love that when it says the spirit it's capital S meaning the spirit of God remember what we talked about we talked about Panoma. amen in the greek Panoma, it it means it means water and it means it means it means wind remember and this is what he's going to go into this is what he's going to go into cuz you got to understand something he's saying you have to be born of the spirit what does that mean let me tell you what that means being born of the Spirit is understanding that God has to bring forth a transformation to convert our spirit, meaning who we are, how we how we think, how we work in this life, amen, and we actually become practicing Christians, Christians that actually take up our cross and follow Jesus. As we start working this out, and you might say, see, this makes me think about, how many times I told myself, oh, you know, I could stop drinking whenever I want. I could stop drinking. I could I could stop doing what I was doing. I could stop sleeping around. I could stop. I could stop lying to people. I could stop hustling. I could stop all that whenever I want. And I would f- I would go failure after failure after failure after failure on my own strength. But then I come to the Lord. Amen god god gives me an opportunity to get to know him i get baptized i dedicate my life to him i get baptized and then all of a sudden i start believing his word and i start applying the word of god to my life and then i see a transformation from the inside out and i love i love that he says look at verse six that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit capital s is spirit Lowercase s meaning that the moment that we give God our yes because you have to understand something Why do we talk about jesus right now? Why are we talking about him? Why why is jesus probably the most important iconic central figure of history? Why why is our time defined by his life and i'll tell you why It's because he went to the cross of calvary If jesus would have never went to the cross you and I would not be talking about him today. And he could have healed everybody. He could have preached the best sermons. He could have done everything above and beyond in excellency. Amen. But if he would have never went to the cross of Calvary and hung from a cross and died, you and I would not be talking about Jesus today. And you might say, well, what does that mean, pastor? Why are you saying this? Let me tell you why. Because as our relationship is with Christ, it needs to be followed by a physical expression of what I believe. It can't just be, okay, I'm Nicodemus and I visit Jesus by night and I'm hiding the fact that I'm a Christian and I'm hiding the fact that I follow Christ. And then I think, okay, I'm good with God. No, you have to understand something. Our life, our day-to-day living has to come with physical representations of what we believe and what we live. People must know that we are the light of the world. In order for us to transform the world, in order for us to transform our family, our family, you're going to have to understand that your children are going to have to see that you're a good man. If you want your children to be good people, they have to have a good person, a good father, a good mother at home. You don't know how many times I've met with people that have told me, you know what? Oh, I, I need you to pray for my kids because they're going nuts. They don't listen. They're rebellious. And, you, and many times uh, you look at what the parents have lived and how they've, they've acted and what they've you know carried their life on. And, and many times it's like, hey, they don't listen to me. But then I ask you, well, what are you living? What are you showing them? Many times your children are not going to listen to what you tell them. They're going to listen to your life, what you're doing, your actions, the way you forgive, what you speak, how you treat one another, how you forgive one another. Amen. So look at verse 7. Do not marvel that I said that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound, the sound of it but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. What does this mean? Let me tell you what this means. This means that when we come to the things of the Lord, amen, and once we understood that there are certain aspects in our life that we can no longer do that same way. And what do I mean by that? If you never had a relationship with the Lord and you've come to a a place in your life where you say, okay, now I need to establish a relationship in God. Okay, good. You're going to find that there is liberty in a relationship with Christ. There is liberty. It's almost like where you can just breathe in and breathe out. Why? Because God knows you're not perfect. We're not looking to impress anybody. We're not looking to put our facade, our church facade. We're not looking to, you know, wow anybody with how great of a person we are. No, we can let our hair down. Amen. We can let our hair down and we can say, Lord, I am a process in your hands. And I know that I don't have all the answers. I know that I am a work in progress, and I know that you are working something for the better. And I trust you. And when we come to that place, it's almost a liberating feeling where you no longer have to try to earn God's love, you just know his love and see I, and I know that I use I use this <laughs> my my wife calls it shout out to my wife I love my wife sister Brenda she calls it my repertoire <laughs> she goes yeah whenever you're talking to people you always you always talk about your daughter she's one of the parts of your repertoire it's because you know let me tell you something when I became a father it was such a life-changing experience to me amen To where you have to understand, yes, my producer's like looking at me like, what What about me? No, son, my my fatherhood is you and your sister, both. It's a package deal. When I became a father of these two wonderful children, you have to understand something. Uh, Just my understanding of God's love was completely blown away. And you have to understand, my children are awesome, beautiful children. My son is super smart, funny, a born leader. I love love who he's he's becoming, amen? But see, I want you guys to understand something. And this is something that I had to realize. And I had to use this in my walk with God. And what do I mean by this? Look, let me tell you. My son does not have to earn my love. He doesn't have to earn it. My love is not based on his performance. It's not based on his grades. It's not based on who he is. You know, it's not like, oh, you know what? You were really bad last week, son. So that's it. I'm knocking off 50% of your love. Or you know what? You're running out of my love already. So screw up one more time and you're done. And so you have to comprehend something. My love for him makes him want to please me. I've seen it in him where, you know what, dad, I, I want to learn this and I want you to see how good I'm doing in school. I want you to see how good my grades are. Dad, I want to do this podcast with you. I, I could not do this podcast without him. I, can, I can't even figure out my phone. I can't even figure out my iPhone. Amen? Amen. Up until like maybe about four or five months ago, I was rolling around with an iPhone. What was it? What was it, son? What I have? Six. Well, no. It wasn't a six. It was a seven. It was a seven. Come on, give me that, bro. Okay, seven. okay, seven. Okay. <laughs> I was rolling around with an iPhone seven up until like four or five months ago. Hey, I take care of my phones. Don't judge, don't judge me. I take care of my phones. But I'm telling you this because you have to understand something. I, I, can, I couldn't do this podcast. Without him with me. And my love is not circumstantial my love is not for him my love is not hey you know what based on your performance so you have nicodemus here and you have jesus here and these are two systems amen and why are they two systems the old system the nicodemus system was based on his on works it was based on how good of a person you are it was based on how much of the law you can keep it was based on how how clean are you to everybody around you how much influence do you have what have you done for the temple lately what what can you bring to to the table that was the Nicodemus system it was all depending on what you have to offer and Jesus is here saying if you accept me and you're born again now you have to understand this it has to follow physical action If I was telling you we only talk about Jesus because he hung from a cross if Jesus would have gotten older and older and older and then just died one day He would have been forgotten in history or maybe he would have been a cool figure in history, but he would not have, have, have saved the world of its sin. And you got to comprehend that it was followed by physical actions. What why are you saying this pastor? What do you mean by this? Our relationship with Jesus is not that we're trying to earn Jesus. It's that we're so thankful for what he's done in our lives. We're so thankful for our children. We're so thankful for our wives. We're so thankful for our husbands. We're so thankful for our health that we want to please our heavenly Father. And we get to know his love, not earn his love. We get to earn we get to know his love. And this was the two systems that were meeting together that night. A system of works, of laws, of religion, and a system of love, grace, and salvation. And they were put there in in that place by God Himself so that you could realize okay, who do you want to serve? The old way? That was a facade? a religion or the new way that's like the wind that's free and liberating and it brings life, not death. I love the word of God and I I love you. I want you to know that in the name of the Lord Jesus, I love you. We're going to be going into part two of this and I know it's going to bless your life. If you, we're going to talk more about baptism as well. And I believe that this is something important because many people understand and know what baptism is, but they don't know why we do it. And we're going to break down these scriptures. We're going to get into it. And I promise you this, I'm not here to ruffle any feathers. I'm not here to make anybody feel uncomfortable. All I am here doing is explaining the word of God and applying it to our everyday life. And I'm here as a testimony of the goodness of God. God bless you. We'll see you in part two of Nicodemus.